the goal of consilience is to create a healthy playing ground, healthy foundation for artificial intelligence to exist and to proliferate and to take over jobs and give people abundance. That's the goal. Our technological realization that catapulted the creation of consilience even the initial funding and abilities of consilience was a concept given to me by someone at MIT that I had yet to realize the significance of the combination of the tools that I had been considering, which were artificial intelligence and blockchain. And here we have the opportunity to launch an economy. And that is, yes, on the internet, but also it affects people's lives now. And it becomes the metaverse, the reality of everything. So what we're talking about is two things. One is regulatorily a hurdle, and one is not. And one would cost some money to create money, and one does not. So one is the creation of a token, and the other is NFTs. NFTs are not considered securities. They're considered ownership over a thing. Even though Bitcoin is considered real estate and that is somehow considered a security. So we've got some regulatory freedom on the NFT front. So that's where we can make money. And it doesn't cost a lot to create NFTs despite what people think because they're generalizing on the Ethereum because they think Ethereum is the end all be all. Ethereum is the beginning and in a sense, it's very necessary to, to put something juxtaposed to the reality up front. <clears throat> so that's what I see it. The Ethereum considered mainnet as, but I like Ethereum. I launched, helped launch Ethereum. I considered myself a part of a team, even though it was not too super authentic. It was somewhat fantastical to consider a decentralized group of people. <clears throat> whose money was locked up for years in this project to ensure its success. <clears throat> but it was going to work. It didn't really matter where you set loose the Ethereum machine. But what's really cool is that the true Ethereum machine has been hiding. It's hiding in plain sight. You can trade it on anything, but it's not this $2,000 one. It's the $30 one. Not the $3,000 one, it's the $30 one. It's not the $2,700 one, it's the $27 one. Ethereum Classic. So why is it in court? Well, it's not so used, yet it's still the same machine. Te technically, right now, it's the same machine. Like, kind of machine. A bit different, but 
these differences aren't necessarily good things. And it's overloaded. And yes, E2 is coming, so there's some plan for an upgrade. Well, <laughs> this is the first time in history. This is like, yeah, I'm putting a man on the moon here. I, I think it's amazing. But where the fuck are they going to live? Ethereum hasn't provided any foundation for life. <clears throat> but Ethereum Classic still has the potential to. And that's because it's a yet to be used, fully programmable, Turing complete, expert of the world blockchain. And it is the first one with the true history of the blockchain, which probably spiritually, karmically, if the early founders were like in tune still, would understand this alignment, but they don't. They're operating on an inflated ego bubble. And so fucking bubbles, bubbles galore, fuck their bubbles, pop and pop their bubbles. Well, why? Because volatility, like I'm coming in raging with a raging boner over how much money I'm going to help people make. They better give me shit. Including pussy. Because I'm not trying to make money. <clears throat> that seems disingenuous. I am trying to make money. I'm going to create it. I'm trying to be like, if I were God, or the Federal Reserve, what would I do? I would hold people fucking accountable. So how do we do that? We can't be oppressive about it, but we do want governance. We all want to be protected from each other and be operating somewhat symbiotically. So that's what Open Mustard Seed is about. That's what this MIT concept is about. How do we share data between each individual with one another in the kind of wisdom of the crowd way, but also very specific and personal. That is, what is the specific function or act of some particular person and how do we create an AI that reflects the useful patterns to the individual, that initial individual. So this is the future of advertising. What does it look like when it's not something you have to buy yourself? What does it look like when an AI buys things for you anyway? How do we communicate our AIs symbiotically <clears throat> with the healthy membrane of intelligence between each other? So this is the future and the past is the evolution, this is the genetic backbone, that's what the blockchain is, and the great chain of being. It is the eternal chain, the great chain of the Bible. <clears throat> There's a chain of the abyss. It's a great infinite abyss. It's infinite. Now, what's the innovation in blockchain? Why is it so significant? And why does it not really matter what you do? Besides good marketing and technology. Because the tech innovation of Bitcoin that could be used to enable decentralized Turing complete computing that Ethereum demonstrated 
is the first time in history we can make any kind of data, internet data, scarce, accountably scarce, and impenetrably scarce. That is, you can't copy this data, you can't fake a Bitcoin, on the, even on the internet. Right? This is a pun. What? Not a pun, but something like that. So what the fuck is it? It's a physics breakthrough. Physics. That is like a quantum computing breakthrough. We used psychology, social psychology, machines, money to create this code base of Bitcoin that is scarce data that's traded everywhere because of multiple computers validating at the same time on the same piece of software. And we flipped the model. So here we have a new foundation because we used to have to build civilization to get to this place of trust to exchange a agreed upon liquid asset between the last but now that civilization now that society has come so far we don't have to people know what it is to be peaceful people know what it is to be civilized and so now we have some sort of accountable digital money. I mean, truly accountable and personal digital money that <clears throat> can be created. Is it like that? No. We have Bitcoin. We have Ethereum. Who owns Bitcoin and Ethereum? Does anyone really know? Is that okay? Well, that's not so personal. It's not what I'm saying. Is it? But yet what I'm saying is possible. You know, oh, you can just create your own token on Ethereum. Fine. Give me a computer, $200 for gas fees. And maybe some, like, fucking insanely Western and white knowledge. Like, how to navigate these articles to know what to do. I'm like, work with crypto codes <clears throat> there isn't any one functional notion of what reality is in any given arena except that which has come before <clears throat> and I have to face the music on Ethereum being something that came before it's not what I'm here to create. Algorand is what I'm here to create. Algorand works. Insofar as like you would say, hey, I built a blockchain that, that's gonna work for people. Ethereum raised money up front on an idea and didn't build anything they said. Except the very, very most significant beginning part. And they got the fuck out of the way, which is fine, but it, they set a terrible precedent. And what was created was a bunch of literal bullshit. Like, this is crap. Uh, apes and crypto kitties and space monkeys, if they're lucky, on Cardano or whatever. But that is still an antithesis to Ethereum. This is um, a demonstration of the technology, the scarcity, of the demand, 
<clears throat> and we have shown what an Ethereum instance can do. And we have one with billions of dollars that we can program into that has a market that the initial Ethereum owners still have ownership in. That sounds ideal because you want people who have become billionaires, who have seen the $30, couldn't believe that Ethereum went from 30 cents to $30 to 3,000, and then can imagine 30,000 on a piece of code. Ethereum Classic is the simplest one to go from zero to hero. It could just fucking go bloop. And what happens? It becomes the status quo. Why? Because it's not used yet. It's, it's, it's learning from the first. I believe the best out. I believe the best outcomes always happen. But for whom? For whom? And, and how? What the Ethereum founders aren't looking at is where their, their truth, their responsibilities are bigger than they realize. And the revolution is real. These people have been hiding behind normal institutions of banking. That makes, that's weird. They got, they compared themselves to normal people. They're billionaires. How did that happen? They were eccentric billionaires. <clears throat> they were eaten by their own community. So what are we building? All right, let's go. Lock 15 minutes in. We're building a new crypto, a value token. What does that mean? Where do you put your money? Where do I want to move? It's easier for everyone and the planet's on the same page. What can we all agree upon? Well, the sun is important to all humans. Okay, cool. Good perspective. Is the sun actually functionally important? Well, yeah. What's one of the most significant scaling technologies there is today. Solar panel. What is solar? Well, it's, it's, it's the opposite of an LED. It's an inverse LED. And to literally the same components of these electro little gadgets and microcomputers. And it takes in the sun and it generates electricity basically in something like uh, grains of sand and glass and little ground up abilities to take the photons in. And we can optimize these panels and they're increasing exponentially in terms of the output, but also decreasing exponentially in terms of cost. So this asset can scale, <clears throat> and already is, in current 
centralized manufacturing arenas. But now we have decentralized possibilities of manufacturing. Well, what is, what, 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 why do people care about decentralization? They take out the middleman. Okay. How does taking out the middleman help scale solar? Well, if you take out the middleman in any situation, you're going to cut costs. So that could scale solar significantly because we're talking about <clears throat> labor costs being stagnant costs. Whereas solar panels and things are getting cheaper. So if we can bring the costs down in a gig economy type fashion to install solar, which seems fairly simple for solar panels to be in front of you. It's a fucking thing. They can be put anywhere. Any human can figure this out. If they can drive a car like Uber, they can put up a fucking solar panel. What inhibits their ability to do so? Well, it's an electricity producing asset that sounds dangerous and that gives the regulators justification to stop that kind of thing. But it's not. And you can produce solar panels in systems that are always very safe. So, what does this have to do with crypto? Well, crypto can account for solar panels. That's what they call the NFT, non-fungible token. It's not just art. It is a unique identifier. It is a terminology for a new piece of code that's now entered the consciousness of people through these pictures and stuff. But it, it can go on any physical asset, and these NFTs can can have rentable subscription-type models and can also fractionalize. Certain blockchains enable you to fractionalize, not Ethereum, I guess, but a NFT. So you can take a unique unique hard asset and now because of the digitization of this technology you can have many people many people anywhere in the world or the universe technically own a piece of that panel and if that panel as a as a functional business is producing solar passively taking in the sun when it shines because you have a house where you put your solar somewhere. <clears throat> now we're producing. What does it look like? It's everywhere. What do you mean? Everyone. All over the place. How does that make... Well, the invention is a digital renewable energy credit it's not owned by any government or any institution that's non-custodial in such a way that it enables a truly decentralized ownership over one unified system. That is what. It's not just solar. We need to hold that power into batteries, and then we need to produce that energy. And we need crypto-economic incentives that are decided upon for how we scale the system. Because the token can also account for energy produced into an electric car. Should that be considered a renewable energy credit? We can decide. We don't have to wait for our government to decide. We can decide. That is what they call a decentralized autonomous organization. 
which I'm calling the Society of Explorers. It's just a group of people that have final say that are held accountable by the public, like the president. Insofar as people care, people can interact with the explorers, like congressmen and women. And these people are going to make the decisions on the protocol that we program. And influence, they're influences, they have to be, because this is an open source system. Yeah, we're going to hold some code, we're going to take steps, but not really anything beyond what any other company can do. The reason why this may be successful is because people may not pay attention to us right away. And that's perfect. But so long as we're properly funded along the way, we're okay. And what's cool about crypto is the amount you spend could be like exactly equivalent to whatever you program it to spend on. So this is the first decentralized autonomous operation. It is a unified system. It is a one organism network of solar panels and batteries and crypto codes and sensors and DApps, decentralized applications that interface with these smart contracts that we program. And these will allow certain things like functional use of someone's three prong outlet in their house or on the side of their house or their garage, a place to settle, sleep even in your car. This is a Tesla we're talking about specifically. And we can program into the Tesla. But we can also just account for the electricity produced in a hard asset that you carry around with you called a willy. Or just an app and accountability. And what happens is our current intermediary to eventually be a non-existent consilience is there to, like a bank, administer these things. Everything we work towards is decentralization. So if it can be programmed as an automation, that's what we do. If it can't be, then we put a team to make sure that it can be. So these are temporary <clears throat> things in the beginning, these applications. Once we have an electric charging network, it can be anything. Because if someone's at your house already charging their car, well, they may want to take a shower. Well, it's going to cost them some money. How much? $10? Do you like them saying yes to no. no? We give you complete control over your data and your life, because your life is your data. And in doing so, we can open up an entire gig economy network using one blockchain. That is, this is a token on a blockchain that holds their value, that has utility function in the electricity network, but then can provide other alternative functionalities. And Ethereum Classic can be used and is encouraged to be used as a payment layer. We see Ethereum Classic going from $3 billion to $3 trillion in valuation in of itself to hold that, to hold value. Our token now can get ahead of that, at least temporarily. And it should, if it's going to become a backbone or basis of the electricity industry, we would assume that this code will be back-end for Tesla and their infrastructure as well. So you would assume that there is significant valuation on this chain. And everyone can be incentivized in the way up from here. There's no, this is the beginning. 
our initial valuation for fundraise be in line with Ethereum 60 million, let's say 50 million. We don't want to raise more regulatorily wise than 5 million. We don't need it. So let's raise 4 million. Fuck it. Actually, let's raise 3. And call it a $30 million valuation. And then we see a key performance indicator at 3 billion and then 3 trillion. And this is, these are also exit points for initial founders. So the 3 million we raise has to be from people who don't want to see it ever, that money, unless it's going to be successful. They could probably even write it off as a loss if we just use it. But the valuation after two years, they get money out, whatever that they're able to sell. Or three billion. But we see it the three trillion happening because we're trying to put out there into this ecology of cryptos something useful that money will flow to. Because we see it as the first functional crypto, the first scalable system that and that also does something huge which is it builds an infrastructure layer for society and this is for all human society all humans it's it's bigger than than gold it's bigger than the electricity industry it's a lot of this put together and it is the nurturing necessity for the future world that is electricity has become a basic human right and need and then computation flows from that but we're going to handle computation and when we take on the stable coin, which that's what this is to, to every renewable credit that is live on the blockchain, we're going to stabilize and stable coin phi, if I may, on the Algorand blockchain spectrum, so the internet. Um, transport layer in the sky. There's electricity transport layer and there's a telecommunications transport layer. That's currently owned by the government for the most part in the US and this is a global these are global commons issues. So what is the sun or the spectrum? What do we do with them? Spectrum can be harnessed anywhere, it can wireless power and these things. So with some Finessing and realization of God's direction here in terms of what's naturally the right place to start We've got electricity as a basis And from that we have a, a charging network that will work for people because There's yet to be financing attached to Home network existing sustainable three-prong infrastructure That is a ton and 20 volt can power a Tesla at four miles per hour. So that can handle in a 24 hour period about a third of a full charge, which is more than days worth of necessary, even working charging and even at long distance travel. 
people often spend a few days in a town or two and don't drive much, that is just fine. And the, what happens in our situation is we're not we're not just creating we're not creating a market for it simply. We're creating a social incentive token. So it's people will provide electricity and then we will see how much the homeowner gives the Tesla driver. And then we give the token of liquid gold rec credits that are tradable on the market eventually to the homeowner. So in this way we're we're really capturing giving and we are going to give. So this is a bonus. Um but it is a transaction. And it can be automated. And so this is how we're going to bring utility token to market. Its function will be a social gift token that represents verification and can eventually have a market price to it. And it'll be the scaling of that social aspect, a meaningless token, um, but something meaningful. And it's accountability and it's data that can let things go further. This is where we come to the point of the conversation. NFTs are amazing, and we can create a multitude of really cost-free NFTs. The, uh, a utility token like this that we could scale, that where we could, without having a market price or any regulatory issue, We can collect the personal data of those who are interacting with the token and create art, unique art, where value lies, which is in the data of the individuals who touch it. And so with in order to establish and generate the first living operable AI organisms in the right kind of grid edge architecture, mostly probably through Apple products and a Swift system that accounts for security like Bluetooth Low Energy data signals between phones. We're able to, that we can do with Algorand, we're able to use Ethereum Classic and an AI, the same AI, initial AI, to read basic data patterns that can be stored on ITFS, so generally decentralized storage, and data that we're able to read to jQuery on Ethereum Classic to generate unique personalized data that will go into an engine that creates NFTs with certain variables that this data may connect to. And then we want to build that database and that engine and strengthen the, the balanced AI. So we're going to feed it properly with what it can do. So it'll do two things. It'll help do certain aspects of the token, even trading, even money making. It's going to eventually be trading and settling into our 
token, and so our AI will keep feeding back to our token, but it does want you to make as much money as you can, so it's not going to just keep your money in our token. It will take your money out of our token, make you money, and then keep stacking for security purposes, but mostly it's all financial decision-making. We do root it in our token. That's kind of how we create evaluation metric is that it's a tradable AI. But it's also generating money because it can create these unique automated NFTs. The first explorers who helped us refine and define this model should make a lot of money and will demonstrate the future of how people will work which is effectively being themselves authentically and these AIs unbiasedly creating on our behalf. This is still us. And in fact, we will have more time to be unique, useful characters in society. And we'll be a bit nicer to one another too. In Jesus' name.